The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Welcome to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, an advice show for the modern era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Borat, not April Fool's. <laughs> it is, well, this is weird because we're recording on April Fool's, so all we want to talk about is April Fool's. I don't know when you fools will be listening to this, but probably still in April, so... Every day in April is April for oh, you God, fools. Oh, God, please, no, please, no? God, no, please, God, we please, can't, please, We no. can't do goofs and jokes all month long. Well, yeah, if the, if the jokes that we're doing is, is on the level as, like, my wife, Borat, April Fool's. That's kind of been my style today. It's been very innocuous. Like, nobody's going to lose their fucking jobs over it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's, I- it's nobody's going to be offended by it. People are just going to have, like, a good belly laugh of just, like, that's not my bag, baby. And that's a joke from Austin Powers, April Fool's. I want to pitch uh, a new version of April Fool's that I told Griffin about beforehand and he was really on board with. Yeah, and I actually specifically told you not to... And I call it gape rule fools. Now, I know it's going to sound like I mean gay April fools. That is not what I mean. I mean gape rule fools. So, like, you set up uh, your hilarious jape. You, oh, I should have said jape rule And it's too late. You set up your hilarious goof. No, it's not too late. Um, it's, we got to go back. Maybe, like, you put some saran wrap over the toilet, right? So that when someone tries to use it, there's just urine everywhere. And okay, they what get if really they shit? mad. What if they shit and the shit pulls up and the gets all over the toilet? shit goes everywhere. And then you kick in the door, like, uh-huh. hello, my, my name of Borat. Not... April uh-huh. Fools. And they try to get mad, but when they look over, you're just spreading your butthole really, really wide. This is and a, they're like, this oh, is I a can't visceral fucking tableau that you've painted that I've just gotten my own fecal matter all over myself uh-huh. because of your because of your Japrols. Yes. And then I look up and I say, Tra- Travis, no. And you've got your your <laughs> you got your little you got your booty plum right there. Uh-huh. And you laugh, right? And you laugh. And we all feel better about the day, and we think about what it really means to be alive for once. I think I would definitely have a good laugh at that, not April now, Fool's. I, I wasn't sure what gaper meant, so I took it to Urban Dictionary. Uh-oh. And uh, good news, it means something completely different uh, on the Urban Dictionary. A gaper, now hang with me here, is a skier or snowboarder who's completely clueless. It's usually distinguished by their bright colored clothes and a gaper gap, which is the gap between goggles and helmet or hat. Gapers also do the gaper tuck, which is an attempt at being a ski racer by tucking. However, it is done incorrectly with the poles sticking straight up like yeah. thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. Yeah, definitely. Um, huh. So, yeah, that's gaper. Now, now the snake eats itself here on Urban Dictionary, which is the new source as far as I'm concerned. I'm done with everything else but yeah. Urban Dictionary. I've spent five minutes on this site, and I already think it's the best thing to happen to me ever. A gaper 
is a term used. This is the third most popular definition. Is a, is a term used by D bag to degrade new skiers in an effort to boost their own self esteem. Yeah, you can usually spot them by staring at others while on a lift chair or defining the word gaper on Urban Dictionary. Oh, damn. <laughs> so it's huh. like whoa, Ouroboros. You they know? should let this functionality uh, be in Wikipedia, where you can look at the series of edits, and it's like fuck whoever said. Garfield is a tabby. Garfield is clearly a sphinx cat. Um, Justin, that's the first and third. Is the second one relating to spread butthole, or um, is it a portmanteau of gay caper, which I would also be on board with? Um, no, the second one begins, and this is all I'm going to read, a skier or snowboarder who sucks. Okay. Well, is usually, okay. Is usually spotted wearing clothing from 1983, but other clothing styles then, for them do exist. And then like, the, the fourth one, you. the fourth one is like somebody who spreads their asshole way, way, way open, so you can use them like a telescope. And then the fifth one is like, whoa, number four. Hey, fucking <laughs> chill. We're talking about like Cool Borders 1080 over here. Like, can you slow down? And number six is like, I'm with. I I know me and number five have had our differences earlier on in this dictionary entry, but I, I have to agree. Number four, you took it to a place that I'm not entirely comfortable with. Now, I should mention, my first definition dates back to January 3rd, 2006. This, so and this was like, before butt play was even sort of a yeah, concept. before butt play even existed. Yeah. Um, if you're curious, on the sidebar uh, related to this term, there are many, 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 many other <laughs> definitions of gape. Just, just so many. Here's one, gape tape. Not even going there with you. <laughs> Go there yourself. I can't. Gape, gape tape, the bubble gum that you get six feet of in a, in, a, in a sweet little plastic clamshell package. I love it. I love how much gape tape I get with a single purchase at the checkout aisle. Six feet of gape tape for you, not them. Uh, this is My Brother, My Brother, Me, and it's an advice show for the modern era. I'm really sorry that we didn't go with Vapor Fools. Um, it's not yeah. too late. We can still talk about Vapor Fools. Um, I could, I mean, it, it, the sound is going to be, we try not to blow too much into the microphones, into the, the old condensers, because it's not a good sound. But if, if we start talking about vaping, I'm going to get that fucking monkey on my back again. And then I'm going to just start blowing cotton directly into the earlobes. Cotton. Yeah. Um, April Fool's, by the way, this, I know this hasn't been very funny yet. That was the bit. This is a prank on you. And now we're going to start the uh, real intro. Here we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome, my brother, my brother, me, and advice show for the modern era. Welcome to Vapral Fools. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? Is that what we're doing? Nailed it. Um, Nailed it in one. Uh, everybody do one joke about Vapral Fools. Travis, I'm going to turn the old camera, the old podcast camera to you first. Smash cut. Zoom in on Travis's face. He's framed perfectly. Uh, there's a boyoing sound effect to let you know a joke's coming, and then okay. I feel like I've stalled long enough. And Travis turns to the camera and says, "If you want your best vape tricks, turn the ohms all the way down." And that's like, so that's the opposite of what is, <laughs> yeah. See, but then it like then you know if someone falls for that, they're a real gaper. <laughs> <laughs> there's two. There's two types of people in this world. Yeah, gapers and vapers. Which one are you? Choose your side. Test your might. Gapers uh, and Vapors is probably my least favorite Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his earlier ones. That was, by the way, also an April Fool's joke. It's absolutely my favorite. <laughs> I learned about like the futility of war from Gapers <laughs> v. Vapors. 
<laughs> that was actually a landmark court case. <laughs> uh, I'm failing a class this semester at FSU. Uh, there is a way to redeem. Wait, did we say our names? Yeah, I'm Griffin. A couple times, Justin, Travis, Justin. Yeah. Travis. Okay, I'm failing a class this semester at FSU. Uh, there is a way to redeem some points and pass the class. The professor has this policy that if you turn in a student on social media during class, you will receive 25 bonus points, which equals 2.5 quiz grades. The person you turn in loses 10 points. Oh, my God. Wait, I love hold on. This. Turn, if you turn in a student. Someone's on social media. You put them on blast. They get caught. They lose 10 points. You get 25. You see someone, like, sneaking their phone below the, like, desk or table or whatever, and you're like... That's fresh hey. as fuck. That hey, class, I'm- that class, no matter what it is, like, uh, vi- viral pathology. It's viral pathology 101, and also fucking Wild West gunslinging for one yeah. person who Wait. is the fucking law. Wait, keep reading through, because the mechanics of it is what confuses me. This is all done... I, I mean, do you want me to start again? Or no, no, no. Like, just the last couple sentences. Okay. This is all done anonymously, and I'm expecting not to have any serious consequences if I go through with it. So, brothers, should I rat on the student to pass or keep my big mouth shut and retake the class? That's from Tainted in Tallahassee. So here's what confuses me. How does it put... Like, you see someone doing it, and then you just go to the teach afterwards, and you're like, I saw... You know, I saw Steven on his phone... Or are you like snapping a picture of it, or like how do you how do you do it anonymously with any kind of proof that this happened? Yeah, well, you snap. I a- think I mean you get a screenshot, or I mean if it's Tweedo, you could give him a timestamp. Yeah, but so then like, I'm saying, but then I'm saying, Justin, it goes all the way back because then the guy behind you sees you on your phone looking at that per like get it on that person's phone, and then oh, they're are like, you saying it's like it's like <laughs> it's like uh, if you open your eyes. During the prayer, the only people that can catch you are people who also open their eyes. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So now, like, is that person going to be like, Steve was on, and you're like, no, I was I was watching that. I was following that person's Twitter activity so that I could tell you about it. I wasn't tweeting. I want to paint you guys a picture of me in this class, and I'm failing it. Probably this was probably during my doobie year. Yeah, everybody, I had a doobie year in college. I don't like to talk about it. Develop some bad habits. But what if I was wearing my poncho to look like a cool Wild West gunslinger, and also uh-huh. it was my doobie year, so we were, I was trying some stuff out. And what's that on my eye? Oh, it's Google Glass. Nobody has to fucking know. I'm watching you snap, and I'm tweeting every. I'm going to end this class. Griffin McElroy, congratulations. You have... Uh, defeated my class with 320%. Holy shit. You like, and nobody else passed. You were the only person that passed because you ate all the grades. That's amazing. How did you do it? I'll never tell. And, and then like you fucking... tip, the tip the brim of your, your Stetson. Well, and your, a... your spurs chink as you walk out of the room. If I'm wearing Google Glass, there's actually, it's a fedora because it's attached. It's like a... <laughs> Wait, it comes as a piece? Yeah, if you're wearing a Google Glass, it is attached by a, a fucking wallet chain uh, to Amazing. a fedora that you have to wear. It's what powers it. Just a shame. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean that. I mean, that's a great plan until you have 120 percent and everybody knows exactly how you fucking got it, and everybody starts calling you Narc Ruffalo behind your back. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and you and you go to like uncool jail where no one wants to hang out with you or invite you to any parties ever. Tough shit. But you don't have to retake the class. 
Okay, Narc Harmon. <laughs> I'm just well. saying I would I would give up a lot of social standing to not have to redo Anything. like you could you could just throw a kegger for free and make up for those those points. You know what you I mean? Really, make a- you re- okay, okay. So someone comes to you and says, Hey, we're going to a party at um we're we're going over to a party at Nark Wahlberg's house. You want to uh-huh. come? And they're like, and Narky Nark, Nark and the Funky Bunch, <laughs> Narky Nark and the Narky Bunch. Uh, and you think they're going to go? You think they're going to show? I don't think so. They're going to have a bunch of booze there for free. Also, this is college. Yes, you know I, do I think I do, do think they're what, going to go there. Do you know what I love most about this whole scenario? Is this teacher has invented a situation where I can take his class. I would audit this class without <laughs> just to like narc people. You're, you're saying narc, and you're you're painting a negative picture. This is what I'm seeing. It is I'm the I'm fucking Roland. I'm the fucking gunslinger in there. And if I see you snapping, I'll be like, I'm there to make sure everybody else is learning. You know oh, what I mean? You, you know what it would be a teach power move in this class if this was like a prisoner's dilemma kind of thing, and you turned him in, and then the teacher was like, "Well, I want you to know that this was the honey trap. I'm docking you 25 points." For uh, not paying attention to the class and instead trying to knock out other people when you should have been learning, mm. and it, or or just he not, he docks you for not being cool, like you okay. just lose points for being a knock. Yeah, that is how the prisoner's dilemma works. It's like, do you want to split the 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 punishment? Do you want to split the time that you're going to be incarcerated, or do you want to just take the guaranteed two years? And it's like, I want them to take it. And it's like, not cool, bro. Prisoner's dilemma. Yep, I I. Uh, I, I want to circle back to something because Griffin. I, I just wanted to mention when you start talking about Google Glass, I thought you were saying that the person was using Google Glass to uh, tweet, and I think that would be probably like dictating a tweet to your Google Glass would probably be the best way to get caught. Yeah, in boring class again, Mr. Johnson is so dull. Can't get wait to blaze it. Long. Hashtag four twenty. Can't wait to blaze it. He's got a nice. Fat ass, though. <laughs> I love that fucking fat ass. Hashtag scrum diddle dumptious. <laughs> and then you just you just turn behind you like, yeah, narc rylance. I was. I was. How many famous narcs does Justin know? I'm actually only doing actors. I can move on to authors if you'd like. Narc Twain. Narc Twain is the best, yeah. Let's let's address a challenging Yahoo. Okay. Sent by level 9000. Yadru, Jared, you do have import. Thank you, Jared. It's by Yadru Answers user Jeff. Way to secure a primo username. Jeff asks, in mythology and folklore, what would happen if everyone in the United States flushed their toilets all at the same exact time? Who? Think the world would explode, yeah? Who, like just boy? from too much pressure. Like the Liz- whole world, like the mantle of the earth would crack and... Just there's too much stuff going down into there, and it would just kind of... Listen, we can all laugh and stuff, but, like, there would be a significant difference in the water level of something somewhere. Yeah, like the Pacific Ocean would just be like, bye! I don't know how it's all can... I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna fence myself in by saying a specific point. Yeah. But I feel like... Well, it would be on the opposite end of the world, right? So, like, the Indian Ocean, then, for It us. would probably be the Indian Ocean. And that's a little ocean. That's the littlest of the oceans, I think, so... Um, Where does that water even go and or come from? I think that every toilet is connected to another toilet in America, so that when you flush, 
that water goes into someone else's toilet. But I know what you're thinking, gross, but there's a filter between there, you guys. You know what I mean? Like, we're taught, this is like an um, alternating current of toilets. Sure, Every yeah. toilet is connected. So you're just like, do you get to choose? <laughs> no, can, but if you, you can uh, find you... the person. Okay. You flush a note down, it's the quickest way. Um, it is weird to think about, like, because all the water is the same water that was here when Earth started. That, like, uh-huh. every time you take a drink, at least, like, one particle of that is from toilet water when, like, Julius Caesar had, like, nasty taco <laughs> <laughs> There's one particle of that toilet bowl water yeah. like, in every drink you take, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. That's uh that's cool to talk about. <laughs> it's not cool to talk about. I'm just it's a fact. It's a science fact. It's I'm just already. a thing. It's well, true. What if I only drink like boxed water from now on? Am I gonna be safe from the Julius Caesar's Griffin, Taco Bell shit particles? It's all the same water. Yeah, it's all the same water. I mean, like a lot of it is melted glaciers. Sorry. Yeah, I mean they're but not like, making they're not making new water, huh? It's they're not still... making new water. It's like the same water until we get more of that space rain that started the Earth. Yeah. We're not gonna get any new water. So every time you drink water, a dinosaur shit in it. A dinosaur I shit in that. I can't wait for all this space rain to come and wash Julius Caesar's poop away. <laughs> <laughs> you, but that's a very empowering thought. Is like. It makes us all eternal in a way. You know? And we've got a little bit of Julius Caesar's diarrhea in all of <laughs> like, us. When you have nasty boy Taco Bell shits, you gotta think, like, this is here forever. Like, I've done a permanent thing to Earth. <laughs> you, yeah. you, like, everybody worries about, like, I need to write a great novel or I need yeah. to, like, change one person's life. But every time you shit, it's a, you're paying it forward. You're yeah. pooping it forward. Is this what a, I have never understood the term, but is this what a carbon footprint is? Yeah. Right, exactly. This is also what a Jerky Boys record sounds like, in mm-hmm. case you hadn't listened to one of those. Well, let's just figure this out. I got a bunch of cardboard boxes in my garage, because I just built a whole bunch of furniture. Should I just start pooping in those and then burying them, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I honestly, guess. we should just be burying our poop in our neighbor's yard. Yeah. That's green. That's how Dennis the Menace does it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why everybody's... And Dennis Kucinich. And Dennis Kucinich does it that way, too. Man, I bet that fool feels like he missed his shot, huh? If he just hung in there another few years, he could probably be doing pretty good right now. Hey, listen, I work in an office, and after lunch hour, one of my coworkers throws his plastic containers into the trash bin. Despite the fact that recycle bins are right next to it, and the containers are clearly marked as recyclable. I tried mentioning this to him, but have not been able to change his behavior. I resorted to rooting around the trash afterwards myself and separating out the recyclables. Brothers, how do I get people to separate their own recycling? That's from Vexed Vigilante in Vancouver. Well, I can tell you one thing. If you keep doing it, there's no way they're ever going to do it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But you got to leave it back on their desk. It says try again. Try again. Wrong tub. (laughs) You're out of time. Reversal cubes. Um, Well, can we? I hate that we have to keep going back to this well. But can we every time? Throw it in a well. Throw it Mm -hmm. down. Down the recycling well. Do you guys remember the song that Borat did about throwing <laughs> things, throwing stuff down a well? April Fools. I, I think the well I want to go back to is you put the recycling in the correct bin, and then it turns into candy or a little toy. Oh, okay. So rewards. I love that. It's, I mean, we're we're monkey people essentially, and we need reinforcement to go into our brains. And yeah. so you put the the you put your can uh your your plastic container. What are these plastic containers that you're eating your lunch out of? 
This is my this is my sandwich. It came in it came in a clamshell. What are the plastic containers? You just throwing Tupperware away? That's ridiculous. And there's a yeah. lot of good use for that. Griffin's right because I find it, you know, gamifying stuff is such a big thing these days. You need mm-hmm. to turn this into a game and make somebody like the prime recycling winner for the week, and they mm. get they get something. You know what I mean? Who's the good good recycle boy? And they get like maybe it's a crown made out of old plastic containers, or they get like a scepter made of soda cans taped together. And uh, it's good because you don't have to spend any money or create any more waste, and you recycled. Yeah, and you get to be my trash queen. Yeah, you could be like the yeah, and you could get like a trash, uh, maybe a trash jester. The trash jester is the worst, right? Mm. That's the he he threw all his recyclables in the trash, so now he has to wear the trash diaper, and it's and an actual diaper, and it's been it's been used. <laughs> I don't think it's been used. I was thinking no, it through was it. I don't used, think it, it was used by Juicy, which is what I've just decided. I'm only calling Julius Caesar from now on. <laughs> um, I don't think. I don't think it's gonna. I mean, it's you're probably worrying too much about it. Let's, let's put it that way. Listen, there's a. Let's just put it this way. There's a lot of people throw recycle their plastics in the trash, huh? I, I I'll tell you what though. If yeah, if I, I if what I think is correct. The only way you could know that this person is throwing their shit away wrong is if you see them do it. At which point, I'd say throw caution to the wind, and as soon as they do it, be like, hey, you did that wrong. That's not where that goes. Yeah, because that's a good it, one. Because if you're waiting till you got they're like, it's like a dog. You gotta catch them in the act. Because if you wait till later, you're, like, you're missing prime shame opportunity. You gotta say it in the moment, like, hey, I saw you do that, and you did it wrong. I've got and, a great and idea. I, and no one else I've, is going to do it. Now you have to do it. I believe deep down you wouldn't have to say anything. I think if you're sitting there and when they walk towards the cans, you have a look in your face like, here comes a good recycle boy. And yeah. You just wait patiently. Can't wait like, to be Can't wait to be proud of you. Here <laughs> comes a good one. Yeah, here comes a good boy. Hey, everybody, and, watch Dave. See how it's done. I He's going to show you how it's done. I think Before we should they start. Get, oh, God. Before they get up to the cans. Start telling him a story about some asshole who was just in the break room that put their uh, uh, plastic into the trash. Yeah. Like, can you believe this? A real goofus. Can you believe Karen? Can you believe Karen? Throwing her recycle, her, 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 her Dasani bottle into the trash. Like the devil. Like a real gaper. (laughs) Um, I think we should all be given licenses. And when you have the, we'll call it a good recycle boy license, um, and it's gender neutral, it's just what they called it, I don't know. Take it up with the EPA, I guess. B-O-I, B-O-I. If you're a boy, uh, then you get to sit on those park benches that they made out of old cups or whatever. (laughs) And you get to read those books made out of like reclaimed papers, and you get to go in like you know the tiny houses that are made of reclaimed woods mm-hmm. and you know, anything that is made of recycled stuff you can do it until you're a bad recycle boy and then you don't then you not, pass right through those things you yeah you <laughs> you clip through those <laughs> those reclaimed park benches you just can't you can't interact with it you become a you become a recycle ghost <laughs> um does does that help? Yep. It doesn't hurt. How about this Yahoo, though? Okay. Um, we'll see if we can get some hurt out of this one. 
And it was sent in by, this one was sent in by Nicole Harris. Thank you, Nicole Harris, with the time leak April Fool's Day question. It's by Yahoo Answers user Dave. Real goof for that one, who asks, Can you give me some summer camp prank ideas? I see a lot of unique ideas on summer camp pranks, and they are pretty good. I am looking for a different kind of prank than what I see when I search prank ideas. Mm-hmm. The kind of pranks I want to do are all ones that I have to sneak around in the middle of the night in full camouflage and pull the prank. I want it to be an adrenaline rush. I want to be a fucking bad boy. I want to be punished. <laughs> um, I want it to be an adrenaline rush where I have to sneak around to pull it. E.g. hooking an MP3 player to the PA system at night, playing a song, then sneaking back to my cabin without being caught. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any answers like where I put Vaseline on the door handles, putting food coloring in the soap, putting flour in a hairdryer, anything that I don't need to sneak around to pull it. I won't be caught and punished. (laughs) P.S. My camp is in the woods in Ohio. There's a boy's side, a girl's side, a pool, and a big ravine that runs through the camp that has heavy vegetation and is good for hiding from punishers. (laughs) Um, I will will be with a few friends as I pull the pranks, so please compensate... A few other people into your idea. Well, fuck. Hold on. Okay. I need to redo some calculations then. Give me a second. Well, let me compensate for the how many? How many? How many kids? How tall are they? Are they blonde? Brunette? Are they good sneakers? Bad sneakers? Is one of them a, a little bit weird? Do they wear braces? Does any of them have asthma? Have they been caught before? Well, do, I they, need- do they also share your proclivity for being caught by adults and punished? What songs are on your MP3 player? What kind of camo makeup do you have access to? What kind of vegetation is in the ravine? How deep is the ravine? Has anyone died in the ravine before? Could you bury a body in the ravine? How, how like, dense is the soil? How loose is the gravel? What kind of security system do you have? What's the, who's the best bunk in all of Camp Laziata? Bunk three, that's right. I mean, bug juice, where does it come from? Does it come in a jar? No. no it comes from who you are. Enough. <laughs> I get, there's a Yahoo answerer here who's provided a few suggestions. One suggestion is Vaseline on a doorknob. Well, no, <laughs> it's like you. Jedi. It's like that's their username. Jedi. It's like you didn't even listen. But here's their description. Maybe they went back in and edited that into the original question. Like, hey, 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 I see what you're doing. Um, Vaseline on a doorknob. This is their description for it. Putting a little Vaseline on a doorknob makes it virtually impossible to open. If you're going to pull this prank, don't place it on the doorknob inside a room. You don't want to make it impossible for the room's occupants to leave if an emergency occurs. Well, okay. Oh, Wait. shit. The chainsaw strangler's inside. Let's get out of here. Squee. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, got me again, Timothy. Wait, is the idea that you just can't get a grip on it? Yeah, you can't. Well, you should know What's this. What sort of, like, infant? can't crack that like it's it's vaseline just wipe it off well justin you should know this like you know why that is why jam is such an effective weapon in your fight in your fight for justice i i mean yeah i just always assumed jam increased the grip of the door like you couldn't let go of it you stuck to it with preserves um you don't know what jelly is um, me that's one thing yeah oh that's one thing well um, the i was raised is- in a very um religious household travis went to a montessori school where that kind of behavior was not allowed no um you know what'd so, be a really good prank what's that what, Travis? what Travis? sneak around 
move all the the clocks and calendars and everybody's phones forward a day. So when it comes time for the parents to come, everybody thinks the parents forgot to pick everyone up. But really, you just move time forward 24 hours on everybody's devices. Then you go out to the flagpole in the center of the camp and you pull your pants down and just have your butt out there and just wait for somebody to come I was getting there. Oh, Oh, sorry, sorry. And then you have Christopher Lloyd pretend to be the head of a new camp, and you <laughs> okay. say, your parents didn't want you. Come stay at this camp with me, so that mm-hmm. everyone comes to and stays at the camp with you. And over time, you eventually become sort of like a religious figure, right? And maybe you yeah. start your own college, and you have everyone pretend like they're at college, but really, it's not a real college. But then in the end, you stand in front of some kind of accreditation board, and it yeah. becomes a real college, and then you bend over and you spread your butt really wide. <laughs> I'd see it. <laughs> yeah, Jay Long. Long, more like Justin I'm... Wide. <laughs> Wait. Hi, I'm Justin Wide, the porn Justin Long. I'm also just I'm just Justin Long. I went with that for my porn Justin Long name. I'm just in and out. I'm, I also love porn and hamburgers it. and hamburgers. <laughs> I'm Justin Dong. Get out of here, Justin Dong. You're too on the nose. That's not even funny. That's not even funny. Justin Dong. (laughs) Any other fun rhymes with Justin Long, or should we hop over to the money zone? I've been sitting here. I was stalling, trying to think of more, but I don't. I don't actually have any more. So okay, well, let's let's get paid. Can I talk about Trunk Club? I wish oh, you yeah. would. Please do. I would like to tell you about Trunk Club. I am a member. I got some jeans from Trunk Club, and I shit you not, they are the greatest jeans I have ever worn. You know how sometimes you see people wear jeans to a, to a function, to like a formal thing? Lin-Manuel Miranda wore jeans to the White House. And I was like, how does he do it? And I'll tell you how he does it. Good jeans. Yeah, these ain't, no, these, these ain't no stank ass jeans. No, these aren't your. These, 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 these don't have carpenter hoops on them. No, these are like adult jeans, which is a thing I didn't even know was physically possible until I went to Trunk Club. They hooked me up with some jeans, some like fancy socks, a really nice shirt. And they had everything. It was really cool. Uh, no exaggeration. I went and had a great time hanging out with my stylist. I got to go to an actual like brick and mortar like place and try on clothes. But here's the thing: the beautiful thing about Trunk Club is you can have that experience without going anywhere. They're gonna talk to you, kind of figure out what your deal is, what you're into, what kind of things you might need clothes for, and then they send them to you. You nice. try them on. You see what you like, what you don't like. And you send back what you don't like, and you only pay for what you keep. It's it's an amazing deal. It'll help you. Maybe you've been trying to figure out how to dress more like an adult or really get your fashion game on point, but you don't even know what stores to go to. Trunk Club is for you. Go to trunkclub.com slash mybrother. Answer a couple simple questions about your preferences, size, style, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you're assigned an expert stylist, and that stylist is going to take care of you. You can get started today. Trunk Club will style you for free, plus free shipping both ways. You only pay for the clothes you keep. So go to trunkclub.com slash mybrother. Um, you got me thinking about jeans, and I just had an amazing business idea. Okay. You know Jinkos? Yes. I learned this week that Jinkos, you know they got that wide leg. You can keep all yes, kinds I of am aware. Jeans. 
keep all kinds of secrets in there. Did you know that the measurement for the pant hole at the bottom where your foot lives is exactly as wide as the hip? So if you were like a size 32 Jinko, each leg hole is going to be 32 as well. Uh-huh. Here's a business idea. Okay. You cut off each pant leg, and all of a sudden, you have three equal length, equal size denim skirts. Okay. Business idea. You buy Jinkos, cut them up into three skirts, and then you resell them for triple profit. Also, there'd probably be like a sweet eight ball and dragon and stuff on there. Yeah, that's the thing. That's you the part about some... Jinkos no one talks about. They talk about the big legs. What about the embroidery? Do you know what Jinko stands for? What? Judge none, choose one. It's fucking cool. It doesn't mean anything. Anyway. Anything is fucking really cool, though. And that's uh, <clears throat> my idea that I came up with for Infinity Dollars, and it sounds like you guys don't give a shit about tripling your money. How much money do you have right now? Triple it. Join my Jinko wow. army. Whoa. Join my army of Jinko skirts. Um, I want to tell you all about Blue Apron if I can. Hell yes. I'm get. I'm going to get hungry, though. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, Blue Apron is amazing. It's changed my life. I cook like a few times a week now, and I used to not cook at all because I didn't know how. But using Blue Apron, I've learned to cook, and in doing so, I've created dozens and dozens of delicious meals. Uh, so for less than 10 bucks a meal, Blue Apron will deliver all the fresh ingredients you need to create home-cooked meals. Just follow some some easy step-by-step instructions that they provide. All the ingredients uh, are, are uh, farm-fresh uh, they're in-season veggies most of the time, um, and good good quality meats, and uh, uh, absolutely delicious. Every meal can be uh, prepared in 10 minutes or less. You don't got to go to the grocery store. Uh, they can change the ingredients based on your dietary preferences, and they make it a, a breeze to discover and prepare dishes like, uh, uh, what, what are some of the hot ones that you guys have made? I made like a fried chicken, and but what was weird is that the coating didn't have egg in it at all. It used like Greek yogurt and vinegar, and it was amazing. Ooh. I had never had fried chicken like that before, and it was so I much healthier. A, <clears throat> I had it a uh, uh, ramen with uh, ground pork. The thr- the triple the triple pork. Oh, the tri- holy oh, shit! Bacon in there? That was are good. you kidding me? It was one yeah. of the best things I've ever eaten. Um, right now, you can get your first two meals for free. Just go to blueapron.com slash my brother. That's blueapron.com slash my brother. I'm not, this is not, I'm not talking out of my ass because they're supporting us financially. It's literally, it's literally changed my life. It has given me like stuff to do like a few nights a week. And it's really fun. Like, you don't have to stress whether or not you've got the right shit. You've got the right shit. It's easy and you learn how to cook. It's awesome. To give you an idea, here are some meals from this week. Crispy chicken cutlets with sugar snap peas, stir-fried honey garlic shrimp with snow peas, cheeseburgers on English muffins with Roscoe's potatoes. Like, And there's even more. There's also vegetarian options. There's stuff for kids. It's great. Yeah. What's Roscoe going to do without his potatoes, though? He's going to cry. Guy? He's going to cry. He's going to eat those for dinner. Uh, anyway, go to blueapron.com. Well, brother. let's ask him. Hey, it's me, Roscoe the Potato Man. What are you doing with the potatoes? Potato- you don't seem to understand. The potatoes make up my body. I got a Jumbotron message to Grace from Jake. Didn't want to explore the canon of... Roscoe the Potato Man, huh? Nah, I, nah. The potatoes, I don't know if you heard the last bit, and maybe this will change your mind about <laughs> whether or not you to want to evolve. dig in, but the really? potatoes make up the form of his body. So like, this one's to Grace from Jake. I got lots of eyes. 
<laughs> so wait, Griffin, is he like potatoes sewn together? Or is he like Oogie Boogie and he's like a sack with potatoes in him? And no when one you take quite the pot- understands the dark magics that hold on my potato body together. But I'm saying, do you look at him and he's just a chain of potatoes forming a body? Or is he like a sack boy with potatoes in it? Ah, no one's quite sure. I'm pretty hard to look at. Speech is energy. Thoughts are energy. This stuff reverberates around the planet, and you're letting him... This is Julius Caesar's diarrhea. Carte blanche to just spread this, like, metaphorical Julius Caesar's diarrhea, like, all all across the globe. What are you letting who spread it? These ideas are persistent. By allowing Griffin to continue to establish the rich fiction of Roscoe the Potato Man, you are... That's not my name. What is it? Roscoe, the king of the potato kingdom. A little, it's a bit repetitive, but all my potato subjects, hey, y'all ever heard of the fry guys? They defected. They, they defected Roscoe, would you say the potato maybe, kingdom. Roscoe, do you have a sidekick that we can maybe spin you and that sidekick off into like its own podcast? Just about well, sure, I got, my, I got Spuddy Buddy. <gasps> Perfect. <laughs> He's a dog. The worst part of the the most dangerous part about this is that we're going to let him go on long enough that he's going to say something funny enough to include it in the actual podcast, and then we're stuck with like all the buildups. Buddy Buddy was pretty great. I know that's this is all gold, and this is all making the final cut. It's all Yukon gold. Hey, fucking watch! Hey, fucking watch it, buddy. Let's talk more about my body. Now, check it out. What I got here, I got a big big brown potato for my hand, but what's that coming off of it? Fingerlings. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would have guessed. I, I mean, if I had to guess, that was the would've. guess I would have made. I wear a shirt made out of tinfoil. <laughs> it's weird that Jake wrote all of this to Grace. Yeah, that's a very, it's a very special relationship. You want me, you want me to read this one? No, yes, absolutely yes I do. I can't read human English. It won't be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a collection of living potatoes. <laughs> I, hey, do you guys need t- to know what time it is? Because I'm powering like six or seven different <laughs> clocks for a science project. <laughs> Dorothy and the Tin Man and the Scarecrow like walk past Roscoe the Potato Man. They're like, he's like, wait, the wizard. Could- no, they were, we're like, okay. no, we're good. <laughs> we're good here. You go ahead. You we just can't hang out fit, there. We can, they, said, they said, we can't fit you in the car. And I was like, what car? It's not a car. <laughs> they just kept on going. I couldn't go anywhere, though, because I'm forever attached to the ground by a bunch of vines. <laughs> <coughs> I need the vines, so they keep me alive. Happy birthday, Grace. We've been dating for over five years now, and I know it'll only keep getting better. Thanks for loving the weird and goofy guy I am and accepting me into your heart of hearts. I love you so much. I hope you enjoy hearing the brother's sweet, sweet voices reading this special special message just for you. The love of your life, Jake. Now, isn't that a little, isn't that a little baked sweet potato there, isn't it? Hi, everybody. This is Jesse Thorne. <laughs> I want to apologize. <laughs> the last five minutes you've heard were put into the air without my permission and i want to especially apologize to grace and jake who generously gave to this network in hopes of getting a promotion on their favorite podcast network my brother my brother and me which is a show and not a podcast network sorry been day drinking anyway it's jesse thorne here and i just really want to apologize to grace and jake for the substandard quality 
of this Jumbotron message and also the surrounding bit, sort of a Julius Caesar's diarrhea coding on what should be a beautiful maraschino cherry of a message. So in closing, I want to add my happy birthdays to Jake's happy birthdays and in doing so, subtract the happy birthdays of race, the potato boy. I didn't listen. I skipped around a little bit. Again, day drinking. Anyway, this has been Jesse Thorne reminding you to listen to all the other shows on our network. Well, I guess Especially it's, mine. Guess it's time for me to die now. <laughs> well, goodbye, Roscoe. I'm going to be like I am. Listen, episode. Roscoe been around long enough to know when he's not wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have fucking empirical evidence that that is a lie. I've been around a lot longer than you, Justin. Yeah, that's right. I know your name. I'm going to go feed myself to some hungry kids. The hard part about doing Oh, he's this selfless, isn't he? You didn't expect that turn, <laughs> did you? You didn't think he would sacrifice his life to put some food in the bellies of the working man. But here I go. Off to die. <laughs> the hard to part fill up some bellies, you. To fill up some bellies with my, with my own starchy belly. The hard part about doing this show in audio is he can say this. I don't know if he's actually leaving the room. Because the character of Roscoe... The I'm not leaving kid, the room. I'm hopping into a big old pot of boiling water. It's comically large, but here I go. Justin. This is it. I'm standing on the sorry, edge. Justin. Standing on the yeah. edge now. Standing. I'm not, Travis, I'm not going to apologize to Ross. Well, I'm, sh- I'm just going to dip my little fingerling toes in and just test. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, that's a hot water. Justin, don't let him feed those Ooh, hungry this is kids. Gonna, this is going to feel in the, in the <laughs> In the interest of saving our Travis, I'm wondering if the you could. sonic assault of Travis, I'm hoping, boiled alive. Travis, I got a request. Would you mind turning my head potato 180 degrees real sharply? And so. <laughs> so Will I can't. That kill feel, you? Yeah, it'll kill me real quick, okay, but wait. I don't want to feel so what wait. happens next. I, I will do it because only ju- because Justin drove me to do it. I don't want to <laughs> Wait, do this, oh, Roscoe. Tra- okay, Justin, so he's, he's got his the- he's got his big strong ape like fingers wrapped around my neck. So um, I'm he's so got sorry. his he's I'm got s- his ape like fingers wrapped around. It. Listen, I, are we to believe that you're made of potatoes and that you have like a nervous system? Is that what you're saying? We've established all this, Justin. This doesn't sound like an apology. So, Travis, I want you. Can you give me a countdown? I need to think about my potato. Where do you want me to start? Just three. Okay, three, two. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, stop! Wait, wait. Sorry, Roscoe. I'm sorry. Please continue to be a fixture of our our hip podcast, our webby losing podcast. My brother, my brother, and me. Please. I just. I'm glad that. Travis, you've spared me because I just thought of, it would be funny if I called my kids tater tots. Ty is a pedantic person. I think when he pronounces these words, it's, it's in a very show-offy way. Gyro. Gyro. Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu. Ayers rock. Uluru. <laughs> <laughs> what you are witnessing is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with real cases. They call in via Skype to Judge John Hodgman's court, the real people's court. Now I call you to Judge John Hodgman's internet court. Find it at MaximumFun.org or wherever you download podcasts. I'm going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding coming up in a couple months. Congratulations, Justin. Uh, Thanks. And now here's a question from a listener. I'm going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding coming up in a couple of months. The bridal party has been messaging about what to do for the bachelorette party. 
were considering going out to some bars and getting a hotel room downtown. The pregnant maid of honor chimed in to say she thinks that sounds great as long as we're okay sharing a hotel room with a three-week-old baby. No. She wants to bring her newborn to the bachelorette party. How do I respond? That's from Sensible in Seattle, and I literally need to think about this for a second. Okay, I thought about it and finished. Okay, no. well, why don't you start? Okay, assuming no. you're Griffin. I know, no. I thought about it, and here it is. No, like I'm, I don't want to sound anti-baby or whatever, but this is a this is a bachelor at party, and they just want to turn their let their hair down and get fucking buck wild and forget about the you know the problems of the day and just want to like have the wildest party this person's ever gonna have. And, and it's hard that, to, but it's, to Griffin's it's, point. It'd be one thing if it was just like we're getting a hotel suite and that's where the party is. But if you're talking about also like bar hopping and ending up at a hotel room downtown, that child should not be with you. I don't want to sound like a dick because I get it. Like it's hard. It's hard planning around this stuff. But like this is that seems like a weirdly passive aggressive like, oh, you're trying to party, huh? Trying to have like the biggest and best party of your life. You're you're like having a party that you want other people to plan so you can tell stories about it and be surprised by like how wild it got, huh? Okay, cool. Well, here's like a three week old baby that's like probably gonna keep keep things from getting too buck wild. Like I don't want a bunch of like fucking hot dicks slapping against hips. In here, because I got I, this baby, this one here, twenty-one days old. Check it out. Unless, I mean, here, here's here, no. There's unless, not an unless no, for that. Can't unless. What if the baby unless. can hang? Generally speaking, it's probably too early to have your baby out and about. I mean, you could use a safety angle like that, right? Like, really, a three-week-old baby should not be, you know, out and about. Their little dumb nervous systems haven't even heard about anything yet. Yeah. So they're like, so or they're not their nervous system. Sorry, they're. Their little dumb immune systems, like, haven't heard about anything yet. So And their they're... nervous systems. If their nervous systems are exposed to some, like, fucking full-blown Magic Mike XXXXXL hanging brain, yeah. they're not going to – they're, they're going to see that and be like, I haven't – don't really have the nerves to, like, really process these yet. Interesting. Is this – Justin, you are a father. Is yep. this – is this a scenario in which this person, you know, a, a, having a child that's only three weeks old, they have not yet acclimated to the fact that they don't get to do as much stuff as they did before they had a baby? Hey, uh, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to teach everybody. Bill Cosby's out, so you need a new fatherhood kind of guy, and it's me. So here's my first funny observation about what you learn as a dad. Rule number one, and only rule... Don't fucking tell moms what to do ever. Let's. I love babies. I love yeah. them dearly. Yeah. My friends here in town having babies. I love being around those babies. But I get this feeling when I'm around a baby, and it's the same feeling I get. And this is going to be weird, but hang with me. Whenever I go to like, and not that I go to these often, but like a gun range where it's one false move around yeah. this thing, and that's it for my like my life is ruined and it's hard for me to really let my hair down i'm it's hard to get it's hard to get blitzkrieged when you know like there's a thing in this room that if i goof around too much with that's the ball game yeah that's yeah fiend fiend on the whole that's a rap that's a rap on griffin do you know what i mean (laughs) he's had a good hey everybody at a gun it's range, a series I rap on Griffin. Let's have give a big round of applause. At a gun range, work. I don't think like 
I'm pretty confident that there's not going to be a fateful whoopsie. But I the the fact that the thing that is there could cause a fateful whoopsie, a career ending whoopsie doodle. And I I feel that same way around babies. And it's hard for me to like. There's always that reserve in the back of my mind of like, you need to keep one part of your consciousness just dedicated to the survival of that. The I think the bigger issue that you're still going to run into is that this maid of honor has not accepted the reality of being a parent. And what that means is like it one of like the thing, like there's so much good about it and the one thing that is definitely true is that you are about to not be able to say yes to whatever you want to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Like there are going to be things that just fucking suck because you can't go to them and it blows, but that's it. Like that's the thing. Like that's the that's the trade you're getting. Unless, Unless. Have you guys seen the Bruce Willis movie Surrogates? Uh huh. I saw the Spanish language version that I bought in Honduras. It was a. Uh, it was uh, actually an off off screen camera version that I bought for three dollars outside of the grocery store. A supermarket, though. So you get it. I get it. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I think it's about like you climb they like you can control people while you're not. It's like I think the plot of the movie Surrogates is Bruce uh-huh. Willis is in a like some sort of chamber and he controls like a fake version of himself. Which I know you're wondering like if I was controlling an artificial Bruce Willis, I would just like just jerk myself off like constant like nonstop like twenty four seven. But I this doesn't. I haven't seen the movie Surrogates, but I. <laughs> Maybe for your bachelorette party, just rent and watch the movie watch Surrogates. Surrogates, yeah. Could that be would be pretty option. good. You could do also one of those things where it's like an iPad rolling around on wheels. But I think the Surrogates... Of the movie Surrogate? Yes. <laughs> this, is my, this is my dear friend, Jennifer. We've been friends since we were kids, and she is my beautiful maid of honor. That looks like an iPad with the movie <laughs> Surrogates on it rolling around on a... A, a remote controlled car. Yeah, exactly. I love you, Jennifer. Jennifer, do you remember that time that Yeah, that was Yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's just a scene of Bruce Willis jerking himself off. Yeah, I know. It's my favorite Jennifer trait. It's my favorite quality of Jennifer's. What if you hire a male stripper dressed like Super Nanny? <laughs> and he's also very good at taking care of babies. So and- after he's done with his thing, he gets dressed back up, maybe in some comfortable sweats, and he takes care of the baby. This but is good you for get, everybody. But you need who's going to be taking care of the baby while he's doing his work up there, while he's slapping his... I mean, they do take naps. Like, the babies do take naps. Oh, I thought you, you meant male strippers. <laughs> what? Male strippers <laughs> take naps. They probably they get do. worn they out afterwards, flopping that dong around. It's exhausting. I have never seen a male stripper do a thing, and it's not from any closed-mindedness of myself. I've just never been afforded the opportunity. Um, but in my mind, and based on just sort of the conversation and the di- the open, free dialogue that the three of us have had today, uh, it sounds like we all assume that they just kind of get up. <laughs> they just kind of get up there, and then they just kind of... <laughs> Do a left to right situation. Wap 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 as as if they were until they get tired, and then they take a a nap. There's a quick fiver, and then they're back to taking care of your baby. Which I guess makes sense. I I want to just I want to put a button in something because I don't think this has been particularly hysterical, but it it is like it's a tough one, and it 
I I think that the same rule would apply if you were the baby's father as well. I would hope that's like yeah. obvious. Like you just it's like it's it's there's so much good about parenthood and 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 I think one of like the the scariest hardest to accept things is also like one of the most beautiful things about it is that you are saying like I'm not the center of the universe anymore. And it's like and it's very hard because what you end up doing when that happens is like putting a lot of other people who you would have sacrificed for before, like including, you know, doing things that you really want to do, like, and are very important to you, like can't just can't happen. And like, that's the, that's, that's the way of it. And it's, it's ultimately really rewarding, but it's just like, that's not the way it works anyway. You can't just do whatever you want. By the way, that whole bit where we took on a question, like dealing with like fucking, motherhood and how to handle uh like uh, etiquette at a bachelorette party that we were so qualified to talk about that whole thing was a april fool's joke so just can't believe you fell for it just kind of covering us y'all thought that we were really talking some shit out of our asses about why did we let travis put this question on here we fell into a beautiful trap travis was this your elaborate april fool's joke i can't believe you fell for it you fools you you goofuses you're real gapers we're the gapers now Look to your left. Look to your right. If someone's not gaping, you're the gaper. If you ran into a gaper today, they're the gaper. If all you run into is gapers, you're the gaper. <laughs> hey, let's do it. Let's talk about something that we're even remotely qualified to talk about. Let's do okay. a Yahoo. Um, okay. This Yahoo was sent in by Riding High, Zoe Kinski. Thank you, Zoe. It's by Yahoo Answers user Gary, the human being. Well, who asked, working a little hard there, Gare. Yeah, this is like the easiest Turing test ever. Um, are ghosts stuck with whatever haircut and outfit they had when they died, or can they customize their look and gear? Hmm. Um, for just five hundred Nintendo coins, they can get a new <laughs> hat. A yeah. Trilby. The um, trick is you got to find the neighborhood. You got to find the barber in the town. It's usually right next to the safe place. You gotta kill. You gotta haunt and kill a barber and be like, "Oh, sick! I'm so glad you're here." Um, I was thinking about like doing like a size six guard on the sides and then scissor cutting and thinning it out on top. So get to it. And if you find the ghost magazine spread throughout the wasteland, you can get new tattoos. Hey, I saw um, the Specter of Death uh, today, uh-huh. and he was like, "The only way to be set free from this ghost prison is to give Jerry a haircut." So let's. What do you say? Let's hop on it. You have to, though, right? Because otherwise, every, like, Discovery History Channel show, the person would be like, I'm, I'm there at the top of the stairs with somebody in, like, a pretty sweet, like, they had, like, a faux hawk. It was pretty great. And they had on just the coolest t-shirt. It was a graphic tee. And they were like, I died here 200 years ago. Yeah, somebody is, like, as a joke in 2016, they're, like, cleaning out their closet and they're like, guys, check it. I found this hypercolor t-shirt. I found these fucking goggles that I bought from Hot Topic. And guys, Jinko jean skirt. This shit is, oh shit, slip, clack, click, clack, click. Oh no! <laughs> what if you're, what if you're, what if you are at a fucking, you're in a toilet situation and you have your pants pulled down on your ankles because you just want to feel free and you pee and then like a sudden immediate coronary oops, dead and then it's like oh no like my dick is out forever no you have the number one evidence that i have that ghosts are allowed to change their clothes is you think about how many people 
over the history must have died while pretending to be Santa Claus. And you don't see a lot of Santa ghosts roaming around, right? Like, they're allowed to change their clothes. Mm. Wouldn't it suck if, like, how it worked is when you became a ghost, you just automatically were in the clothes that you were most identified with as a human being? Like, that's why, like, you see them in, like, Civil War uniforms and stuff, even if they die in their long john. So then you die, and you come back, and you're, like, in the ugliest dress shirt you ever owned, and you're like, is this what everyone thinks of me? Is this you don't remember that cool jean jacket I had? This is how I'm gonna be remembered forever. Or what if it or what if it's during your fucking jean jacket phase? And uh-huh. it was like this is when you were happiest in your life. Or this is when you were most free, is when you got that jean jacket. What if you can change your clothes, but you can only do it once every twenty five years? Oh my god, Cause the Because then, then you like have to pick whatever style you think is gonna continue to be relevant, and then everybody sees you like, damn, Daniel. <laughs> Because <laughs> Daniel still at it again with the white vans. What, like if, the, what if the only way you got to change clothes is it by convincing living beings to destroy their clothes so you could get new ghost kill clothes? You have, clothes to kill, to you have to kill your jinkos so I can get the ghost yeah. of your pants. Please burn those pants. It's Please like, burn those pants. I love those pants. Please burn them. It's like the actually the number one sort of writing tip that I've gotten that has made it so helpful for me to craft my fiction is just kill your jinkos. You know, <laughs> there's no sacred calves here. Just kill those jinkos. Justin, I really liked your idea of 25 years, a change. Because you die in 1971, and you're wearing some dumb, goofy 71 shit. And then it's 1996, and you're like, oh, thank God. I've been waiting for this. Definitely jinkos. (laughs) (laughs) But I've been thinking about it. I had my dad kill a Game Boy Pocket the other day, and I'm going to be able to definitely carry like maybe two or three of those bad boys in these Jinkos, and this is a look everlasting. So, And then it's fucking, what? What's 1996 plus 25? 2021. And what will it be there? Like, what, Jinkos what's again. Jinkos, yeah. It's all... It comes back times, around. Time's a flat time, circle. Time's a flat circle, and it fits in a Jinko. You know what would be great? Uh, this is probably why you see the every ghost is in old-timey clothes, because they went through, like, three cycles of this, and they're like, fuck, I'm just going to do a fucking suit. Like, what am I ugh, What am I even trying to I can't predict this shit. I couldn't predict it when I was alive. Why the fuck can I predict it now? But, and I'm then like, you put on the suit, and it's like, this is you're good for 25 years, right? And it's like, yeah. And then you look down, and your <laughs> boxers are caught in your zipper. And it's like, no! Come on. That's the worst part of being a, a, the editor of Vogue. Is that you're haunted by a lot of unfashionable ghosts who are like, hey, 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 say hypercolors back in. Put it in. <laughs> say, say it's hot again. Say it's hypercolors hot again. Say it. You say know what's it. coming back? Pump shoes. Put the Reebok pumps are back. Wouldn't you like to go to a ghost clothing store when like, the ghost finds what they're wanting? Like, did you want to take this out or should we kill it for you here? You want us to br- <laughs> this, this pole looks fantastic on you. Did you want us to burn it in front of you or? <laughs> Ooh! All right, that's gonna he do wants it for to the burn po- a bag <laughs> so you can carry it. Out. <laughs> uh, I think that's gonna be the end of the podcast because it's time for another episode of Shower Bros. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, and this is gonna be one where I think he's, I think they're lifting up my house. I don't know what's going on. Hey, you had a good run, Griffin. Uh, this has been my brother, my brother, me, and advice show for the modern era. Thank you. Can I harmonize with that power tool? Uh, sure, you can try. Uh, I'm not picking it up super great, uh, but... Oh, it's gone. Okay. Um, uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, thank you to uh, everybody who's listened. 
We also want to say thank you to Blue Apron again. Uh, Blue Apron, who makes cooking at home easy. You can get your first two meals free by going to blueapron.com slash mybrother. Uh, we also want to say thank you to everybody um, who's tweeted about the show, who's told a friend, um, who's just tweeted at us to say, hey, thanks, I like the show. It means a lot to us, at MBMBAM. And it's always nice to hear that people enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I want to thank John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song and a departure off the album Putting the Days to Bed. It's a great album, great great bud, good times, great oldies. Yep. Uh, we got a Facebook group we don't talk about enough. My Brother, My Brother, Me Appreciation Group. Search for that on Facebook and come join us. It's fun. Uh, you should else? also check out all the McRoy shows on McRoyShows.com and all the Maximum Fun shows at MaximumFun.org. This is a plethora of funny jokes and and good stuff that you could enjoy if you just let yourself for once. Um, is that it for the podcast? I think That's so. Be it. Um, you guys want to find me Yahoo? Yeah, yeah, we do. Uh, it's Final Yahoo was sent in by Michelle Cassidy. Thank you, Michelle. It's by Yahoo Answers user Nathan S. Who asks? How do you clean a stinky beanie baby? (laughs) (laughs) My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. It's been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hi, I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Riley Smurl. And we co-host a podcast called Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. On our show, we tackle all of the hot teen topics that kids have on their minds today. Hot teen topics? Well, you know, the, the questions that are that are plaguing teenagers through their tumultuous growing years. Questions like... How do I party? Or what do I do with all this hair everywhere? The same questions that people like Sydney had during their years as teenagers. Many, many, many. Okay, not that many. So, so long ago. Yeah, okay, I think they get the idea. So search for Still Buffering on iTunes or MaximumFun.org for new episodes every Tuesday. Still Buffering. I am a teenager. And I was too. Over and over again. Over and over again.